0: there yet how much longer mom are we there yet that used to be the how long question in my house these days the how longs are very different my daughter asked me mom how much longer till I can have my lemonade stand in the cul-de-sac You know, that thing we used to do where we come in the kitchen and we make pink stuff and yellow stuff with a bunch of sugar and we come outside and we sell it to our neighbors as they all clump up and stand in a line and talk to us. How much longer until we can have our lemonade stand? My son, Mom, how much longer until my friends can come over and spend the night again? You know, actually come inside the house for a long period of time and Because we have no sense of self-awareness, we all end up in a big huddle of our heads and we just are playing video games all the time. How much longer, Mom, until I can have my overnight? My husband, Marion, how much longer do you think we're going to have to wear these masks? Marion, how much longer do you think the children are going to assume that we're their activities director? My friends are asking asking so many questions too. So, how long do we think virtual learning is going to be? How much longer do you think we're going to be in the classroom? Just trying to figure this out. How much longer the store hours are going to be very different than I need them to be? (laughs) And uh, how much longer are things just going to be generally harder than they need to be? (laughs) How much longer? How long? How long? I literally picked up a devotional a few days ago and even scripture asked those same questions how long will you hide your face how long must i be in shame and how long will i have this burden how long will you hide from me and forget me lord how long how long how long how long even the psalmist had how longs if you were here with me and i ask you What's your how long? What would you say? If I just said fill in the blank, how much longer until, what would you say? Go ahead, think about it in your mind for a minute. Say it out loud. I can't hear you. I will not share your secret. How long? I actually asked that of a Sunday school class. I was leading a classroom lesson through one of those Zoom meetings and I asked the question, how long? What's your how long? And the responses that I received were overwhelmingly real and overwhelmingly raw and overwhelmingly emotional for them. How long will I have to grieve? How long am I going to be hurt? How long until I feel safe again? How long until I don't have to eat alone? There are lots of how longs we have. Right now, there are so many questions that just linger in the air. With every day, with every new answer, or whatever news we hear, there's another question that we ask. And all the questions that I'm hearing, it reminds me of another scriptural story, actually. And that story's from Matthew chapter 14. It's a familiar story. You may know it. If so, listen to it again with different ears with me. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. He withdrew because he heard the news of the death of a friend. John the Baptist had just died So his question was, how long do I have to grieve? But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them and he cured their sick. With all those people trying to get to Jesus, I imagine someone asking, how much longer will I have to hurt? When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place. The hour is now late. Send the crowds away so they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. The reason they left the village, they left the town, was because they didn't feel safe in it. Lots of different reasons. Lots of different things had happened. It was no longer a normal thing for them to be in the town. And so I imagine their questions of, how long will I feel safe again? How long is it do I have to eat alone? And Jesus said to them, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. And they replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And then he said, bring them here to me and he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Now, I have a few favorite parts in Scripture, and this happens to be one of them. I love to think about Jesus telling all of these thousands of people, just sit down on the grass. And I'm sure as people are sitting on the grass, they all began to get closer and closer into Jesus. I mean, can't you imagine that? Think with me. Just visualize it. Thousands and thousands of people all gathered around, trying to get as close as they can to Jesus. And I imagine them forming a circle, being in the round, and all of the disciples being like greeters of a church or a chapel Roswell, and the disciples saying, okay, you sit here. How about you go there? Great to see you, but just give them a little room. Hold on. And making sure everybody was seated properly around Jesus. And as everybody got situated on the grass, I imagine someone had to ask, looking at the five loaves and two fish, exactly how long do we think that's going to last? It really reminds me of our extended family meals. I have a really large extended family. I have lots of cousins, lots of aunts, lots of uncles. There's just a lot of us. And growing up, we used to have a lot of meals together, probably more than my aunts liked, (laughs) because I remember my aunt, she would have to take all of the tables in her house and she would line them all up so that we would all have room to sit around the table. And all of us cousins, when it was time to sit at the table, we would all try to find the closest chair next to the basket of rolls. Because everybody knows the rolls are the best part of the dinner. And no matter how many rolls my aunt put in that basket, it never looked like enough. It never looked like there was enough bread to go around. And so the cousins, we wanted to be as close as we could to that bread so we could have first dibs. And as soon as they would say the prayer, all of us would immediately start to grab for our dinner roll. And as we did, I remember my aunt, my aunt Susan, would use that loud, screaming, talking voice. And she would say, kids, just pass to the right. If you would just pass to the right, everyone will be fed. Just pass to the right. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and all were filled. They must have known my aunt because they passed to the right. The disciples began to pass to the right, and all were fed. I remember in that Zoom call, there was one corner screen of one person, and as I began to keep teaching the lesson, his hand just stayed physically raised. And he wouldn't unmute until I called on him. And so as soon as I called on him, he said, well, I have a how long. I said, okay, what's your how long? And he said, how much longer do we get to have Sunday school virtually? He said, I live in Florida, and this is the best thing because I finally get to have Sunday school every single morning. How long do we get to keep this up? And there it is, the bounty. In the midst of how longs, there's always God's bounty psalm 13 that same psalmist that says how long how long in the end that same psalm says i will sing to the lord of god's bounty i will sing with the chapel roswell musicians of god's bounty because god has dealt bountifully with me At the end of Matthew, of the feeding of the 5,000, Scripture says that as the disciples took up the remaining, there were 12 baskets full, 12 baskets of bread left. In the midst of the how-longs, there was plenty of God's bounty. And that's it. That's the good news, isn't it? That knowing, no matter the question we ask, that God's bounty is there waiting for us. Chapel Roswell, in these moments of worship, we're the crowd. We are the crowd that is circling around Christ. In fact, our logo tells us that. Our Chapel Roswell logo actually has the lines of the chapel these lines represent the pews of life and faith in the round with Christ in the middle. These days, as I look at our logo, one could even suggest that the pews where you sit, those lines could also be the Wi-Fi signal for virtual worship. Christ is still in the center. Chapel Roswell, we come together. In the round knowing that we come to be fed we come with our burdens we come to feel healed and we come for safety and we come knowing that God's bounty will meet us here we come knowing of life and the faith in the round that there's always someone to the right that will share there's someone always on our right willing to help There's someone on our right willing to provide. I remember in those family meals, every now and then, my cousins would bring new babies. And I remember along with the appetizers and the rolls and the casseroles, we'd pass that baby to the right too. Because passing that life was a symbol, was a way for us to be a part of it. And it was a way for us to give new parents a break. It was a way for us to let new parents be fed. (laughs) And it was a way for new parents to be in the community. Living and worshiping in the round, centered around Christ, means we know that there's someone on the right to share with us. Because ultimately, Jesus didn't feed those thousands of people. If you read the story again, Jesus fed about 12 people, and then those 12 went and fed thousands. I don't know what your how long question is, and I don't know the answer to it, but I know that we can bring them all, And we can sit in the grass, in the round, centered around Christ. And I know that when we do, we will not eat alone. And I know that when that blessing happens, we will be blessed with more than we know. And we will sing of God's bounty. And so now I invite you to come and have a seat on the grass with me. Jesus blessed broke and gave in that spirit and we have our own time of blessing through prayer now pray with me gracious and holy Lord we come to you knowing that we have more questions in our hearts than we even understand forgive us for the times we haven't trusted in the answers and show us new ways where we can have courage and strength in you and help us to see our neighbors as you see them with compassion And like the story of the feeding of the thousands, may we live as active as the disciples did in taking care of your men, your women, and your children. And so today, no matter what time of day it is, no matter what day of the week it is, may we now respond with prayer and with our giving and with our loving of you. Take what we have and multiply it. Take all of our thoughts and multiply them to you. Take all of our actions and multiply them. Take all that we offer, Lord, and may you give it to your people. And we do thank you for helping us keep Christ in the center of our lives always. And now together, may we pray those words of the prayer that your son taught us to pray, saying, our Father, i invite you to take a moment and find your own elements you can find your grape juice you can find your bread and we can together bless our elements for this time of holy communion because it might be that we're not on the hillside in galilee with the thousands of disciples and it might be that we're not here gathered on mimosa boulevard but we are united together in the round and so we know that right now no matter where you may be No matter in Georgia, across the nation, across the world, we are now together united for this blessing of these elements. And we remember on that night when Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread, he blessed the bread, he broke it, and he gave it. And he said, take and eat as often as you will in remembrance of me. And that same night, Jesus said, here's the cup of new covenant given for you. Take and drink as often as you will in remembrance of me. And so together, we ask for God to pour out God's Holy Spirit on these elements and on us so that together we may be a living representative for Christ in Christ's world. And until we all come back together and together in person and at that heavenly banquet lord continue to unite us with your spirit and may you continue to unite us in your bounty of love and grace and peace amen now i invite you to take with me your bread we're going to use intinction and we're just going to dip our bread in our cup and receive together so this is the body and the blood of christ given for you and given for me amen and now go trusting in god's provision go and share in god's bounty and always pass to the person on your right acceptance love and peace amen